The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazurowski. What happens next after police shut down Club Marcella downtown? WBEN's Max Ferry brings us more on why security inside the club wasn't enough. Early Sunday morning, a 30-year-old man was shot and beaten inside a bathroom of Club Marcella, making this the fourth shooting to happen in or around the Delaware Avenue nightclub this year, and the second instance of a gun being smuggled inside the building. That seems like an awfully high number of violent incidents to occur in a 12-month time span for any establishment, and it's obvious that there's some kind of lack there in terms of security, their policies, or their protocols. Vista Security Group partner and former Buffalo Police Captain Jeff Arnaldo. While it may be the lack of properly trained security that could be the issue, Buffalo Police Commissioner Joe Grimalia believes the clientele plays a big role. As the two suspects were arrested in relation to the crime, both faced charges of one count of gang assault in the first degree. We worked with them. We went through some of the previous issues. Clearly it's not enough. Clearly it's not working. There is an issue with the clientele that's going there. Clearly people are coming in that have gang ties and are bringing uh, weapons into the Club. If Club Marcello wants to reopen, they are going to have to comply with the Buffalo's Department of Permit and Inspection Services and continue to work with the Buffalo Police. In addition, Commissioner Grimalia and Erie County District Attorney John Flynn believe more arrests could be made in connection to this crime going forward. Hear more details at WBEN.com. Max Ferry, WBEN.com News. All right, Max, thank you, and we'll have the latest on that as it becomes available throughout the week here on WBEN. Gas prices in the country, still inching down, likely will not be rising much soon as we head into the new year. With global demand for oil dropping when OPEC met last week, there were fears it would cut production drastically, causing prices to shoot up. They did cut production, but analysts say not enough to have a major impact on prices as demand goes down. In the past week, the average price of regular unleaded went down about another penny, according to new data from the U.S. Energy Department. Americans are now paying 16 cents a gallon less than last year at this time. The Gulf Coast is paying the least at 274 a gallon. Alex Stone, ABC News. All right, locally we're at 363 on average, although I've seen Lower. less than that. Yeah. Uh, and even that would have been down 10 cents from last month. So it's a little bit of good news as everyone's doing their holiday shopping. You save maybe a dollar or two at the pump. Yeah. Uh, work along South Park Avenue behind Key Bank Center is limiting both car and foot traffic in the area. But why now? WBEN's Brayton Wilson takes a look at why the construction project had to happen during the arena's busy season. If you're heading down to Key Bank Center for an upcoming Sabres game, you may notice the construction efforts ongoing along South Park Avenue near the parking ramp adjacent to the arena. That's because the NFTA continues their work to create a new rail stop at the DL&W Terminal, which is the first phase of an $87 million project that will transform the terminal into a commercial hub. What you're seeing on South Park is access from South Park to get you over to the station. There'll be two ways to get to the station that's on the riverside of formerly DL&W Station. One will be by a crosswalk not far from the carousel at South Park in Maine. And another will be a stair and elevator tower on South Park in near Illinois that'll get you to the second floor of the DLNW building. And then it'll have a path to get you over to the station, which have an elevator as well as stairs to get you down to the station platform. That's John Schaefer, Vice President of Engineering and Facilities Management at the NFTA. While the crosswalk will likely be wrapped up come this spring, the stair tower is planned to be completed in October of 2024. 
before. While a project of this magnitude may have been ideally wanted to get started in the warmer summer months where there isn't as much activity going on down around the arena, Schaefer says there was a delay that required some necessary elements to get sorted out before shovels could hit the ground for construction. We were going to intrude on some of the city's property to build it, so that needs permission just like you would anywhere to, before you build on somebody's property. And then the activities of construction do impede the traffic area, so our contractor had to put together what they call a traffic diversion plan to show the city how people can get in and around. We also call that an NFTA, maintenance and protection of traffic, basically allow people to get around and function while you're doing your work activities. More on progress made with the DLNW Terminal Project is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. All right, Brayton, thank you, and something to just watch out for if you're heading down to the arena tonight or any other night. It has created a, a bigger two, backup. Yeah, because... two uh, sorts of traffic jams. One, if you're driving, looking to get in there, it's kind of confusing because you have all those road closure signs, but they will still allow people, I believe, to uh, kind of sneak in there and get into the ramp. Right. Uh, or at least not coming, then going. You can leave that way. And then pedestrians are all kind of funneled in one area. It is a little bit of a mess, but you have to, you know, for learn progress, to live with it. Right? It is uh, one of those projects they've been talking about for a long time, uh, getting the DLNW back online. Well, the Supreme Court will have to decide whether or not to approve a nationwide settlement with the OxyContin maker Purdue Pharma. The Sackler family, which owns the company, has agreed to pay $6 billion dollars to combat the opioid epidemic in exchange for protection from civil lawsuits. The deal would allow the Sacklers to walk away with billions in their own pockets. Legal analyst Thane Rosenbaum says the court divided. It's not really a political issue, right? It's it, And it's not near necessarily a constitutional issue. I think on some levels, it's a moral issue, which is not what the Supreme Court's business. But I do think they're recognizing the the opioid crisis, the damage that it did to hundreds, tens of thousands of Americans. And so they want to try to get it right. And the question is, the bankruptcy code doesn't really speak to this set of issues. A decision from the Supreme Court is expected by the end of June. The Los Angeles man accused of being a serial killer, murdering victims last week, will remain in jail. Alex Stone with the latest on his case and the controversial technology used to catch him. People versus Jared Joseph Powell. Jared Powell, accused of killing one man a day for four days last week before he was caught, appeared in court late on Monday. The judge ruling he's to be held without bail. The case putting a spotlight on the technology that helped catch him. License plate readers have blanketed the city of Beverly Hills. They alerted to his whereabouts. Beverly Hills Police Chief Mark Stainbrook telling ABC News. When a car comes into the city that's stolen or wanted for a crime, we know. But civil rights activists have fought use of the technology. Alex Stone, ABC News, Los Angeles. We'll be talking a little bit more about this technology uh, coming up yeah, later on this morning. And similar to what we have just heard about in Cheektowaga installing, you know, those cameras up, uh, especially around the mall, not blanketing the town, but... A few of them right. in the area that can read license plates and things like that. Uh, interesting uh, thing to uh, talk about for sure. And how about this? A famous holiday song just made music chart history. Rockin around, 
A happy holidays for Brenda Lee's Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. The Christmas classic just hit number one for the first time on the Billboard Hot 100 Singles Chart, 65 years after its release. That's the longest it's ever taken a song to go from release to number one, a record previously held by Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas Is You, which took 25 years to summit the chart. A couple of things helped Brenda Lee this year. To honor the 65th anniversary of the song, it got its first ever video, and Lee joined TikTok. She was 13 when she recorded Rockin' Around, and now at 78, she's the oldest artist ever with a current Hot 100 number one. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood. Interesting. That's wild. Oldest ever with a number one yeah. uh, charting thing, and then all these years later, getting up to number one, released a video. I haven't seen it. Me either. I, I, and I'm just amazed that a music video can have such pull right. to take a song to number one nowadays. But I mean... What you put that up there? That's there's what? What do you hear every Christmas? The Mariah Carey yes. song. You hear "Rocking Around the Christmas Tree" like uh, for sure every single year. That's one of those ones that it's a classic. Yeah, but it's also like in the middle there, where it's a classic, but it's also it's not like a Nat King Cole style class. You know what I mean? Right. Like you can. It doesn't sound yeah. as old-timey as some of the, the other Christmas classics. I also didn't know she was 13 when she sang it. Yeah. When she recorded it. 13. Got I mean, a long, uh, long life of living off of one song. It's right. pretty good. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. Mostly cloudy skies this morning. A few snow showers arrive this afternoon, especially across the southern tier. Temperatures today in the mid-30s. Tonight, mostly cloudy with scattered snow showers. An inch or so of accumulation. Lows in the upper 20s. On Wednesday, a few flurries still lingering. Temperatures in the low 30s. Rain and snow highs near 40 on Thursday. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Araminkowski. We're headed to the tree farm this morning. Steve Jurek with Jurek Tree Farm in Clarence and Akron is with us on the WBEN Trocare College Live Line. Steve, good morning. Merry Christmas. Good morning to you. You know, the Christmas tree farm experience is something that's been passed down from generation to generation. And that's really what it is, right? I mean, it's not so much the tree, it's the experience. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We've got people that have come from us uh, for generations. Uh, we've been doing it. Uh, actually, we're going to be coming up on 100 years in a few years, so we've been around for a while. Yeah, a long tradition of having people get their Christmas trees from your place. And you offer a little bit of both, right? You have the pre-cut trees that people can go, and then you also offer the opportunity for people to go and cut down their own Christmas tree. What do people prefer? Uh, actually, it's a a little bit of both. Um, it all depends on, uh, well, sometimes it does depend on the weather. That's true. Um, we're kind of happy that it's going to be a little bit of a snow mix, but uh, it's people's preference. They they really do like the family experience. You know, they bundle up the kids, they bring the dog, sled, then they get to go out in the woods and, uh, you know, have that family experience. Some of them specifically say, we're looking for a Griswold tree. And so we, we laugh. We, we've got those two out there. So people have a good time and do that. And then sometimes maybe if they're in a hurry, um, or maybe if the weather turns a little bit more, you know, inclement, they will say, hey, well, we'll just come and shop inside. So, and that's okay because we did the fun forums, and then, and then they can pick out one of our pre-cuts. So it all works out. Yeah, it's the best of both worlds. When is the big weekend for you guys, the big tree weekend in western New York, or has it already passed? Well, <laughs> every year is different. So there's a couple of factors that determine when we're going to be the busiest, and it really depends on the calendar year. 
So this year is the longest uh, selling season, so to speak, because Thanksgiving to about the third week of December is when, you know, you're busy. So next year the calendar will shrink because Thanksgiving is so deep into November. So we'll be really, really busy that opening weekend, uh, Black Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So that can really make a big difference. Um, and as, you know, I alluded to before, sometimes the weather does. If it's raining, that's rough. Um, people tend to kind of delay or push off. But, well, the other really big factor is the bill schedule and, and how they're performing that particular year. So years ago, you know, when the bills were not necessarily the had the best product, uh, you know, we got a lot of 1 o'clock Sunday games. And even if they weren't doing very well, you would notice it. We, there would be nobody to come out. Um, but the last few years, uh, because it's been pretty exciting to watch Buffalo Bills football, and Josh Allen in particular, we've gotten a lot of primetime games. Uh, we played on Thanksgiving a couple years ago. games, or even the primetime games. So that means that everybody still comes out on Sunday. So that's kind of very interesting for us, and, and we enjoy it that they've been getting really good uh, schedules that coordinate well with us. Yeah, that's uh, pretty good to hear that you got that little bit of boost from the Bills' primetime games. And I'm wondering for this year, so the forecasts haven't been great. You had the rain last weekend. Looks like you're going to have the rain this weekend with the you know more temperatures in the 50s. Uh, does it come a time where it's too late, where people uh, don't really go to cut down trees anymore? What's like that cutoff date? And if you have the rain, are more people going, you know, we were going to cut it down, but let's just grab one inside? Yeah, they'll do that for sure. But the people that really want to get that experience, they'll, they'll come during the weekdays. As soon as the kids come home from school, you know, our Clarence Farm is open, you know, until dark. So 5, 530, we're still there. And, and people will bundle up the kids and they'll come out. And, you know, today is a perfect day. This light dusting of snow. The ground will be, you know, not frozen, but it'll be much better um, than it has been. The rain, rain can be tough. Um, but, you know, last Sunday, they called for rain pretty much all day, and it ended up not happening at all. It was overcast and, and gloomy-ish, but uh, it didn't start actually raining till 4.30, so that didn't didn't really impact us. There's also people that show up in their rain gear. Um, you know, a lot of people don't know how to dress for the outdoors, and they don't care. Um, we still have our tractor rides going. We still bring the tree back for people, so we still make it as convenient as possible, and if they're dressed right, with boots and you know and, and, and rain gear and such, they're they're fine. Yeah, a lot of people wouldn't miss that experience for anything. I've got to ask, what variety of trees do you have, and which variety holds its needles the longest? Well, inside our buildings, our trees come from our farm in Franklinville. They grow a little bit better down in the southern tier. In fact, better in the southern tier, but there's no people, so we bring in the trees here to the north towns. And that's Fraser firs. So 90% of our lot is Fraser firs, and that, that's a high-quality tree. That's the most desirable. The needle longevity, uh, the fragrance is, is up there. The stiffness of the branches to hold the need, uh, the ornaments, etc. Uh, it's a real, real fan favorite. And then if you want to do the, the do-your-own experience out there, we've got about 12 different varieties. We've got firs, spruces, and pines, and it's really just whatever suits your fancy. Are there like specific trees for specific? Uh, people or, or you know, reason I, I'm trying to think. You mentioned holding the ornaments well. Are there other trees that you just like wouldn't recommend for families, and they're only for other purposes? Well, there's certainly some landscaping trees. They're beautiful evergreen trees, like a Norway spruce. But unfortunately, their needles don't tend to hold up well. Um, we don't we don't sell those anymore. We don't grow them anymore. We used to years ago, back in the 60s and 70s, 
people didn't seem to care or they understood more uh, that it was going to be, you know, not such a great experience. But also people put their trees up much, much, much later. Now people are putting them up the week before Thanksgiving. Um, you know, college kids come home and they want to have uh, the, the, the kids help pick out the trees and set it up for Thanksgiving weekend uh, when they have company. So people usually look for the trees that last the longest. And the firs fit that bill quite well. There's several of them that'll do that. Balsam fir, Canaan fir, the Fraser fir, like I mentioned, and Douglas fir. Um, but as far as other types of things, one thing that um, some people say, well, I, you know, I can't get a real tree because I have pets. Um, a Colorado blue spruce will keep your pet away. The needles are sharp and prickly. Uh, the branches are very stiff, but dogs and cats will not touch those trees. Um, we've never had any issues with that. So people will deliberately come and say, hey, I'm looking for a blue spruce. And like, sure, we got them. Um, so that fits their needs. Um, another tree that's kind of got an interesting story too is the, the con color fir, other known as a, a white fir. And it smells like citrus. So it's got an evergreen scent to it, but it really does smell like citrus. And uh, people are kind of taken aback by it because it's a very distinct smell and it's extremely fragrant. And we grow those here. Those grow fine in Erie County, so we have a lot of those. And people love them. Some people, are once they buy it once, they, they always seek out that particular tree. Oh, that's really interesting. All right, well, where is your tree farm? So we've got um, the, our main farm is in Clarence, on Strickler Road in Clarence. And we have the cut your own program there, as well as the pre-cuts inside. And then we've got the full do-it-yourself operation and Hunts Corners Road in Newstead. And those trees are a little bit more on natural. Um, they're tougher to prune because they're so big. And if people want that authentic Griswold experience, we, we've got it for them. That farm is open on the weekends, um, and then and people do like that. And then our last uh, location is just a pre-cut only, and that's on 9170 Transit Road. Uh, right next to Grover's, actually. So we've been there for many, many years. And a lot of different opportunities to get your tree. And, uh, you know, even coming up this weekend with the rain might be a good one. Hey, Steve, thanks so much for joining us. Steve Jurek with Jurek's Tree Farms joining us live on WBEN. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning. Produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.